Welcome to Visual Friends Radio, the podcast about all things visualization with industry leaders and practitioners from all across the globe. My name is Charity Shaw, and I'm very lucky to be back hosting the podcast today for a second time. And so much has changed in the world in, in really just a month since our last podcast, COVID-19 you know, has spread across the globe like nothing we have seen really for generations. We've got communities, businesses, and even borders locking down to slow the devastating effects that the virus has on those most at risk around the world. And going into self-isolation at this time, it kind of makes me feel like like everything is coming to a grinding halt. But then on reflection this week, I've realized that the world is full of change right now. And, and with that change is so much vulnerability, but also opportunity too. I'm seeing changes to the ways in which we work, to how we are communicating with each other and how we adapt and learn to thrive instead of just survive in a global pandemic. It's kind of some of these ideas that we're going to explore today in the podcast. And to help me with this, we have two very familiar voices joining us in the studio. Marcel van Hove in Germany, founder of Visual Friends, and of course, this podcast, Visual Friends Radio. Good morning, Marcel, and thanks for joining us. Good morning, Charity. Thanks for hosting. Really nice to be on your show. <laughs> Thank you. And um, from Brisbane, Australia, we have Danny Lowe, Bicablo trainer and visual facilitator. And good afternoon, I guess probably evening now. Thank you for joining us again, Danny. Hey, Charity. Hey, Marcel. Great to be back on. Yeah, great to talk to you guys. It's good. I feel like we've got a good team vibe here. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> so what I've been thinking about this week that I wanted to talk to you about is these words. It was a quote that was kind of revisiting in my mind. I think it was Brené Brown and who said that vulnerability is the birthplace of creativity, innovation and change. And I've really been thinking about that. It's a really positive way to think about change and opportunity and vulnerability. So I think, Marcel, I'd probably like to start talking with you about that, talk a bit about how you're feeling at this time of change, you know, whether that's how you're feeling as a father or as a as a, a startup owner or a small business owner. How are you? Yeah, thanks for asking, Sherry. I just went into the quote, it's like, yeah, vulnerability, but not so much, please. It's like <laughs> when you when you think about how much is going on, it's it's quite a lot, right? For the most of of the people out there, luckily we don't run a hotel or um, Airbnbs or so on. It's like, but still, like the world is changing dramatically. And as I watch the news, like on in Australia as well as in Germany, I didn't expect all that. Like in in when it started. Like, I think I had a similar response to most of us. I didn't hamster toilet paper, but spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I'm, I'm well prepared because I'm watching like progressive news or like news that I, I think they are a bit ahead of the curve and, and I uh, like news. And then I thought, okay, in a couple of days, um, there will be no disinfection and toilet paper and so on. And so I went shopping, really. Like, what was my response? Like, I, I'm one of the guilty people who, who make sure that Germany has no toilet paper anymore. <laughs> so, so with that, I have now many hamsters at home and um, bought some hamsters. And no, we call this hamster. <laughs> Is it the same in Australia? A hamster, <laughs> like this? a small animal? Yeah, so, so when you, what, is it, what is it called in, in English when you, when you go shopping and you just um, like buy too much 
for hoarding. 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 Okay. So, so we call this hamster, which is the same as like a guinea pig, like the small hamster. And it's like <laughs> putting everything in your pocket, like in, the, in your mouth. <laughs> the same way that's called this, we hamster. And so everything is magpie, the shops are empty. And now we were well prepared for, for whatever it comes there. But I didn't expect that at all. I just, when I, I read through your short emails, like, how do you feel? And I just <laughs> laughed. It's like, good that we not record this a couple of weeks ago. That was mm. a different time. And you might know the response to change. There are many frameworks of how you respond to change. But one is always, it starts with denial. And I think I was part of that as well. Like I, I, I thought I, we are like super resilient. Everything is fine. Uh, we are an online training. If a crisis hits us, uh, everyone wants training, right? Like they, they, they invest in their skills in the future. But uh, this, this is part of denial, right? Like the, the market is, our clients are basically waiting. A lot of companies wait for whatever reason, but they, they start waiting and it's a normal, normal habit of human when things like this happen. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, so I, I went through the resistance and I, of, of a tough time of how we respond to that. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy that we come out of that with a nice exploring new ideas and commitments. So I actually had to remind myself about our business values. So one of the business value pair is small experiments over long conversations. And it's like this, a bit like the Agile Manifest, where you have like value pairs and one is more important than the answers both are valuable. But the small experiments over long conversations, like really we need to explore now. And then it started, Danny and I sat together and it's like, how do we, how do we bring Picablo to the world when we can't be in a room? And yeah, I'm very lucky to work with the team like you guys. And we found a way to not only do Picablo live online, but also now have pre-recorded trainings. So it's like, wow. <laughs> and that in a month's time. Yeah, didn't expect mm, that. Mm, I like that phrase, small experiments over long conversations. It is true. And then I think it, it, the way we change is also iterative, you know, those experiments that you try something and, and then you succeed and then you continue to build on it. Or if it's not working, yeah. then you change what you're doing and be more adaptive to what the market yeah. is asking you for as, as the market yeah. changes continuously, particularly over the next six months. We don't know what's happening and we just continue to change. Yes. So behind me, there's this board that you might know from videos when we record um, YouTube videos and what I also use when I um, do pre-recorded trainings now. And yesterday I recorded the welcome to the training, like an intro video and the same in German because it's now available in German and English. So I drew a flower pot there and some new flowers came out, right? And what's in the flower pot where the water is? And I have this little smiley man, which has like this, uh, it's like COVID-19 smiley. In the beginning, I, I saw it as a big threat. And, and of course, it's, it causes a lot of harms. And I hope that all the families out there and our clients and friends of the visual friends are, are um, all healthy and good. But the other flip of the coin is, as you like already said it, like it's a lot of innovation and a creative power comes out of that, right? I can show you a picture of that later or you see the in a training. Like the flower pot and in the bottom, there's a smiley, which is like smiling to you. It's like, I'm not that bad. And I, 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 I this helps me now to, to basically uh, see the opportunities over the concerns. And for all startup guys out there, yeah, just move on step by step, create an idea and just explore it. 
and I'm not this super resilient guy who's like, yeah, sure, let's do that. I'm just uh, took me down a couple of days, and I just needed to sit down and and relax and and go a lot of hiking, and then I figure out, okay, that's that's the next step, and we do this. Mm. Um, Danny, if I could probably talk to you, I, I have we haven't given you much love just yet. You also are a dad, and you're you're running your business and your training. And if you could highlight some of those kind of I call them challenge opportunities, they're like challenge opportunities um, that have come to light for you in the last month. And then we'll probably we'll delve in a little bit deeper to what that is. Yeah, it's similar type of experience. It's going from uh, having the face to face physical uh, trainings all the time and being in that uh, cadence to all of a sudden being uh, stopped in your tracks and going, okay, that can't happen right now. And the big question arose, what do we do now? So it was simply a matter of uh, Martin and I just talking, trying, okay, how can we bring this training to people? How can we bring this training to people? Mm -hmm. I tell you what, if this happened about 10 years ago, we'd be in a completely different situation. So it's good that we've got the good network infrastructure we have nowadays. I'm not just saying from a visual friends perspective, but across societies, across the world, without that internet, that interconnectedness, it would be a different way that people would be handling how we're getting through uh, COVID-19 at the moment. And, yeah, something very similar. Totally agree that, like, without the infrastructure in place, so many businesses would be struggling a lot harder. But also I think technology is really supporting change and it's exciting to think in six months' time what new technology is going to come out of this period of ISO. People are creating new new technology to help, you know, change the way we work, not just from a, a content perspective but actually applications and, like, think about things like House Party, which has taken off, you know, yeah. really interesting yeah. So I want to just delve into this idea about innovation and change and vulnerability and creativity. And Marcel, you made a, a remote collaboration video a few weeks ago now, which we posted through our channels. And then also following on from that, there was a webinar with our community and people were pinging questions. So I wanted to talk to you about the inspiration behind that remote collaboration as a theme. Yeah, absolutely. So in the beginning, when, when COVID-19 started, I, I just thought, as we are distributed company we we have julia in auckland and danny in brisbane mark in sydney and so on we, like me in hamburg this is like we we have some experience and i would like to share how we work and, and how this is working to collaborate when you're distributed anyway and i wanted to give something back and help to create uh, something that helps the people to work better from home and uh, to put something on top of that is like how do you work when you're not set up for that right like when you not have a own room an own uh, office and so on like what what can you do to better prepare workshops that they are not so stressful um, what you can do if you not have a, like your own room at least like doing here and there some ideas and the first thing was i recorded a video uh, which is uh, like 15, 20 minutes long, where I basically went through the process of basic ideas, preparation, facilitation, and post-meeting work and post-production. And then I said, okay, I do this again, but I spent more time on each of it and wanted to create something that people can use to better work from home and as a guide and, and, and hopefully also give a bit of fun and hope of that's actually possible. And if you're not that skilled yet, no worries. We guide you and teach you step by step in our, like we are known for, like our structured and systematic approaches to those things. So that, that was the plan. And now we have so far four units and um, I'm producing while we already uh, going online. So we go online after the webinar on 
Tuesday, which is probably post this publish of the podcast. So it's probably live when you when you uh, listen to this. And um, we do a, I think we do it monthly. Um, I think COVID will with us for a while and launch it. And it, my idea was because it doesn't make sense if we have a, a training ready when COVID is over. So we, we need to launch it better sooner than later. And so my idea was I, we have already some very essential classes there and then I can also work on the feedback. So it's an online pre-recorded training about remote collaboration. But as you not not normally could do, you can actually write comments and we create it on the way. It's already valuable and um, a lot is in there, which is basically an extended version of plus uh, two more, uh, three more things, an extended version of the of the one that I had on YouTube. And I will just create more units inside of those four chapters that the training has. So the first chapter is, of course, the introduction. The second chapter is preparation of the workshop. The third one is then uh, how you facilitate and, and run the workshop. And then that's why it's like post-production tips and um, how you make your life a bit easier. And so it's it's around remote collaboration, how you facilitate the remote meetings and workshops. And yeah, I hope it's useful. So it goes online soon. I found it useful, like just me personally. I mean, it, anyone can probably just join a Zoom meeting and log on from home, like when you do the odd Friday from home when you're working. But I think what I got, took out of it was just that, you know, your meetings can be most productive when they're actually structured, but still in, a, in with a creative bent. So you had some ideas in there around, you know, if you have a PowerPoint, have it half done and then you can be updating it on the fly. And I was like, yeah, I've never really thought of that. <laughs> It was just just all these little tiny tips that you have because you've you've been you know collaborating remotely for so long that I found that really informative and and hopefully people who have never really worked from home, yeah, I think they really will get great value out of it too because it's not just about joining a meeting, it's about having a really great collaborative meeting where everybody has a voice and um, I think that's really important. Yeah, I think giving everyone um, a voice that everyone is part of the experience that you can see each other, also maybe be, um, where you are and how you live and those like to connect on a personal level, like to Renee Brown's point of becoming more visible, more vulnerable in this way. And also then preparing the meeting that is by far the most, the, like the main work of a remote collaboration like all the all the thinking from my view a lot of the thinking can be done before or between the meetings or in in breaks you have in the meetings because it's like it doesn't make sense when we all speak it's very like hard to uh, listen to different people when you're not in the same room um, but if you have visual guidelines with a half done pre um, slide deck or with other platforms like mural or just google slide drawings and so on it's very helpful to keep everyone together and, and like if you think of this diversion and conversion thinking to bring every like everyone thinks for himself and then from time to time in the workshop you 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 bring it back to the center and present it. That's much more relaxing when you work remote in remote collaboration as when you all speak like da 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 da. This is like becomes a very energy draining um, work type. Mm -hmm. And you want people to come out of your meetings excited about the ideas that you've been talking about. <laughs> yeah. And and so the remote workshops are more, if it's like 80% prepared and then 20% in the meeting created and co-created, then you, you have this experience still. You have done it, you brought it together, together, but you worked for yourself and you, everyone listened to you and everyone shared the one picture because you have the visual representation in the end. 
And um, a simple slide deck where everyone can edit in a file is the easiest thing to give there. And the point is like what we need is basically the whiteboard that we have when we teach Bicablo and, and you use it for your um, meeting facilitation on a whiteboard. That's the same what we need to do remote. So everyone is silent. We draw, explore and um, listen to each other. And the speaker is really the visualization. The board is, is the, in this way the speaker who basically tells all the time um, the view. That's something I, I hope that um, people learn more and, and uh, yeah, use it more. That's why it's visual collaboration done remote. Hmm. I've just written down, the board is the speaker. I like that. I drew a little picture. <laughs> but it comes from Agile and where, where it says the information radiator. So you have like a task board or so, and it radiates the information like a heater, radiates information into the room all the time. Where is the team? Okay, two tickets I'm doing, five are done, one is in the backlog. Well, we're pretty well, right? And so this, this radiation of information, the same happens. I have a half-prepared slide deck and you share it and everyone can edit it at the same time. You see the different mouse cursors floating around. That's fun. Mm, that's exciting. I um I will make sure that I post in the blurb for the podcast any links to that remote collaboration video, but then also mm-hmm. the units um, that are coming up so people can find them and join them and enjoy them and share them. Thank you for that. And Danny, I think probably I'll, I'll ping in for you now talking about, you know, remote uh, working and what you've been working on with the Bacablo Fundamentals training and, and how that looks for the short-term future while we're not having any face-to-face training. Yeah, so we've um, run uh, our first two-day class, uh, which was really good. That was with five participants. They thoroughly enjoyed it. The response I got from their learning perspective was uh, it's never the same as face-to-face, but uh, I felt as if it was a face-to-face training. Video platform was Zoom, so we had Zoom set up in each of their workstations. They had their large-scale drawing paper on their, um, their wall or their flip chart easel at home. We also used a remote collaboration platform. I think Marcel touched on it before. Uh, we used Mural this time. And that became our, our online gallery, as we would do in a physical class uh, where we'd uh, hang our posters up uh, on a wall so we could all see that. We had our virtual gallery, and that worked really well. So really looking forward to getting into the next few classes coming up in May and also through to June. And as per anything, the more you do it, the more you learn. The more improvements you can make, the better everything comes. So really looking forward to launching further into it. Mm. So now that it's online, is the content of the fundamentals the same? Are you still covering the same, you know, amount of you know, the borders, you know, all the shapes, you know, all that kind of stuff? It's just same, same as it would be face-to-face? That's totally correct, Charity. There's only one small exercise I've taken out of the um, uh, live online training just because it's uh, very, very hard to do in pairs in the same space on the, the same piece of paper. I've just removed that component. But apart from that, it's exactly the same curriculum as I was uh, guiding participants through in the physical face-to-face. Uh, and again, the responses I, I received in hearing, listening, watching, and seeing the outcomes that people were producing, especially their clean, bold lines, I was amazed. I was expecting them to do well, but within, uh, within the first part of that morning to see their bold lines come out straight away, I just this is fantastic. It was really, really good. Danny, one thing I, um, I have to say again, you post on our Slack channel of, of our team a poster of a preparation done. And uh, guys, you can't see it, but you can post this in, uh, in the blog post here on our website. There was a picture of the prepared training room. It is basically like the training room we always use, but this time it was 
on steroids. It looks like Houston, Texas control center. You have like uh, two saw boxes, <laughs> Danny with flowers. <laughs> <laughs> so Danny, you need flowers. And then what we, what we had two cameras or something. Like, can you talk about the setup and how yeah. the technology for, because I know that people who listen to us maybe in a similar situation, and it's good if we can help those companies as well, how they run remote trainings. Yeah, that's one of the upsides of the self-isolation and lockdown we're all facing around the world. Personally speaking, I'm learning new skills in online video production. I'm learning new skills in post-production. I'm learning new skills in terms of tech setups. In relation to the training room, uh, you're exactly right, Marcel. I have actually three camera angles. I have a front-facing camera, which is directly in line with the wall space on which I'm drawing. But then I have an up-close camera where participants can see me with the pen on the paper really up close so they actually can see the wrist angles and everything. And then thirdly, I have a top-down camera where I have uh, essentially a camera angle going straight down onto it. It's not large scale, it's A4, but um, that's used particularly where participants want to know a bit more about specific techniques such as shading, for example, uh, and how to hold the pen, what wrist angle should I be using, how should I prepare the nib, what area that should be touching a black, things like that. So I've really, really enjoyed learning this. The actual production and the post-production, it's, yeah, it's been very exciting. And one thing I found really cool is we had ordered for you because Julia is, and I use it as well, recommended by Heather Martinez. Hello, Heather. Thanks for that. The VZR HDMI document camera. And one thing... This is like, guys, what we need now, right now. Your document camera setup. How was that created? I was, I was laughing when I hear it. Really. <laughs> so the setup I have now, I'd probably say it's iteration seven. So the first uh, day one class uh, I started off with uh, was my 10-year-old's smartphone, just using the camera from that. And I had that taped on rulers, balancing over books and all sorts of things. Didn't quite work out. It gradually progressed using lots of masking tape. This time I found a, a tray I used to balance the phone on and taped it up. But by the time I got into the training room, uh, I'm actually using an iPad now and masking tape is a good friend of mine. You can do a lot of things with masking tape. Yeah, and that's the thing we need now, right? Like every business out there, get some masking tapes and get started get moving forward, right? Like this is really, really nice. Totally agree. It was complete learn by doing. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I'd love a blog post about the what's the software we use, like what's the camera we used, you know, how many lights we had in the room, like, and just those hacks that, that you've come up with and that you've learned in your journey just in the last month to get that studio up and running. And if we could share that with our community, that I think that would be really great for other people that are in the same boat. And the cool thing is like when it's working, like you look back and just laugh when you even hear it. Like this video has over 100,000 views on YouTube about the role of a scrum master. I dismantled the shower door, put it on two chairs, which was a glass wall, put it all across two chairs and then drew on on the floor, um, on, on a table underneath, but pretty low, so that you have like a two-layer. One was the glass on top, where I put the iPad to record the movie, and then a table underneath. When, you, when I think about it, good that my wife at the time was not there because I was basically dismantling this, uh, the bathroom door and used this glass door as a tripod, right? And placed on the horizontal glass tripod, sort of, the iPad camera. 
And when you think about it, and then later you come back and it's like, this had over 100,000 views, which is, I think, for that topic a lot, not for whatever beauty stuff, or like uh, some other teenagers things who have like million viewers. We are in a very niche. But in, in when you look back and it's like, yep, it was a start and that was good. And it worked very well. I like that idea that you can turn anything in your house into your studio, really. Like I'm renting, so I'm pretty sure my landlord doesn't want me to take the shower door off. But, you know, my studio is, you know, the most padded room in my house, which is my wardrobe um, because it's full of clothes. So it just goes to show that, you know, if you want to change and be adaptive and turn your business around into a new way of working, you don't have to have an infinite amount of funds to do that, that you can do that, you know, with a bit of masking tape and a shower door if that's what you need to do to get there. Absolutely. Ah, another question. Uh, Danny, one thing that came to my mind is the online live training is one thing, but also we have uh, changed it into three tiers. Can you talk about the three tiers? Sure. Um, so our basic entry option, we've called it community coaching. This is where people attend two days live online virtual training with us in a small group, up to six people. And then uh, after the training, they get invited into our private visual friend Slack community where they can essentially ask the community any question on uh, their technique and also share their work and have uh, the community's work shared back with them. From there, we've added a new option called group coaching. So that's our community coaching option. Plus, we've got some additional goodies for people. So after our two days live online training, these guys in the group coaching stream then join our visual coaching program, which is run by our coach, Julia, based in Auckland. And these guys get coached for a further 58 days. So that's a specific and private Slack group as well. From there, we've also added our one-on-one coaching stream. This is our premium offering. And this is for leaders who would like to get that one-on-one support from people, from trainers. This is the group coaching plus the additional professional coaching, which is focusing specifically on projects from these uh, people. And they'll get one-on-one time with one or more of our experienced trainers. Thank you, Danny. And that's exactly, I think in this way, we, because we have different customers, it fits for everyone. Like you, you can start with an entry. You have just learned for yourself, basically on the lowest level with a group support of the community, or you have like this mastermind class where you stick together in a, in a small group and you can ask questions in a small group, or you have like this really one-on-one support. In this way, we diversified our live online peak couple training and why haven't we done it before? Like it was, <laughs> it was so smart. <laughs> really good idea. Exactly. I'd encourage people to check out our website where all the details are included. Yeah, I think too. Like, it's so true. You said about it being smart, like out of this isolation phase and all this change in the way of working, there's things that people are creating now, but then it's not like they're going to go away when everyone starts going back to the office or whatever. Have It's these new ways of working. They're great ideas that are really here to stay. Like they're really making your business grow in a positive way, coming out of something that could be a challenge for other people. And I, I think a lot of the things that are happening right now are really like a catalyst and they will not go back after Corona. Things change and move forward in big and high speed. And it's really nice to see that, especially for me when I here in Germany, I, I always felt like Australia is far ahead in, in many ways. And in Germany, for example, paying without cash on the counter is everywhere possible now since three weeks. But it, there was cash for everything. When you go shopping, it's always cash. And I always felt for a guy who lived in Australia, it's like... Really? 
can I not pay with my phone? It would be nice. So it's really nice to see so many new, innovative, moving forward ideas. Not only like us, it's one thing, like a little thing, but economy-wise and, and society-wise. Mm, brave new world. Exciting things ahead for everybody. Mm-hmm. I just, Danny, before we, I, I move on to something else, I just wanted to just give the training dates for the new Bacablo Fundamentals Live Online training. So the training happening um, that's just uh, happened in the last week, but there's another session uh, scheduled for the 4th and 5th of May and then again late May on the 28th and 29th of May, 11th and 12th of June and the 25th and 26th of June as well. And so full details for anyone who's interested through our website, which is visualfriends.com. So I just wanted to put that out there to our people. So I think that's it for today. Uh, I just wanted to really thank you both for joining us um, and for sharing your creativity and your ideas around adaptability. I don't know if that's a real word, adaptiveness, but you know what I mean. (laughs) But thank you very much. Is there anything else you wanted to add? I only want to say uh, stay healthy at home, flatten the curve, right? And I hope that... Uh, we inspired a couple of people who uh, also work remote or have to work remote. It's possible and have fun at home. And uh, even might be sound a bit ironic or so, but it's like it's possible and, and stick together and maybe join our community. Then you, we, we talk to each other more. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo that as well. Please stay safe, guys. Uh, look after your friends and family and we'll see you online. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. I want to echo that too and just say, you know, we are very blessed that uh, our family and friends are are safe and our colleagues were all safe and well. And from our visual friends, family, you know, our our hearts and thoughts are with you in our community if you may be feeling challenged, you know, at this time, this global crisis. And I, I really hope you do take courage and inspiration from today's episode and see the challenge tunity in it and, and rise to it. I mean, I've been super inspired lately and I just went a bit crazy and bought a bunch of stuff from Ikea, including an easel and a big roll of paper because I'm, you know, at home, I'm not working at the moment, but I, I'm really craving, you know, to be able to feed my creativity. So I can't wait for my Ikea delivery to arrive. We have a really big visual friends community on slack and that community is a great way like you say um, to share some of the ideas you know how you're staying visual and creative like what's your creative power at the moment and uh, that's visualfriends.slack.com if you would like to join us there and of course if you enjoyed this episode we would love for you to please share it with your friends whether that's through your LinkedIn profile or your other socials of course you can subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode ever um, that's on iTunes and Spotify SoundCloud whatever it is that you prefer to be your platform and while you're there you know give us a rating or leave us a comment and let us know who you'd like to hear on the podcast or what are some ideas or topics that would interest you and of course you can follow visual friends on linkedin and instagram facebook we've got a youtube channel but for now just stay home if you can stay well and of course stay visual thank you 